Ray J is notorious for being drunk in interviews. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to another episode of the In My Own Words podcast. Round of applause, everybody. Happy Sunday, good people. Uh, I'm not even going to hold y'all. I am tired today. (laughs) Today is one of those days that the week has been long. The weekend has been long and not long in a good way, long in a super, super busy way. Uh, But nonetheless, I'm happy to be here. I got to tell you guys that I've been sick ever since I did the last podcast. It seems like I did that podcast Saturday night, I think it was, or Saturday afternoon. And then going into Sunday, I started feeling bad and it just got progressively worse. And so I've been surviving off painkillers and soup. (laughs) <laughs> I've been surviving off painkillers and soup all week, but uh, finally back to normal today. Had a busy work week, and then our church does this cool thing. I'm so I'm so glad that I go to a church that does cool things like this. And and I don't want to get so deep so early on the podcast, but you move wherever the spirit leads you. Okay, and this is where I'm being led right now. So I'm gonna tell y'all this story. But I love that I'm a part of a church that does really cool and exciting things and not just the same old thing over and over and over. Now, I will say that our church has a reputation of tradition, meaning we are a traditional church that does traditional things and it's done the traditional way and that's just the way that it is. At least it's been that way. But I will say over the last couple of years, that has been transforming and I think I know why. I think I know why, and in order to tell you why, uh, I need to tell you a story. So, I've grown up in the church my entire life, and again, I didn't mean to start this way, but hey, here we are. (laughs) I've grown up in the church my entire life, born into the church. My mom left church on a Sunday, went into labor, and had me Monday morning. Like, that much born into the church, right? And we might have made it to Bible study that Wednesday, I don't know. But we 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 definitely were at car rehearsal on Saturdays, okay? Uh, born into the church, always going to the same church. It's the church that my grandfather is the pastor of. And to make a, le- a long story a little less long, I will say that when you grow up in the church, you get used to the traditions, and it's easy to get fatigued and tired of the monotony of waking up, going to church. Wake up Sunday morning, go to Sunday school. After Sunday school's over, you go to the main service. After the main service is over, you take a little lunch break, go get something to eat, go to the, you know, the buffet, and then you go back to church for the evening service. And then you come back on Tuesday for men's meeting. And you come back on Wednesday for Bible study. And you come back on Thursday for youth meeting. And you come back on Friday for the youth program. And y'all there all day Saturday for all the choirs that you're in. And then you're back on Sunday to do the whole thing over again. It's easy to get tired of the monotony of church and feel like you're stagnant, like you're not growing, like you're not in the right environment. And I will say I got there. I got to the point where I was like, look, this isn't the right environment for me. I'm tired of doing things the same old way every Sunday, week in and week out. Here we go again. It's the same old thing with the same old people, and I'm tired of it, right? So I went through the process in my mind of finding a new church, something that I had never done before, 
something that was going to be difficult for me to do. I talked about it with my wife. We were uh, talking about the process of doing it, you know, the right way. I don't feel like you should leave a church because you uh, were upset or offended by somebody, some individual in the church. I do believe that the church is a hospital for the sick, right? So I wouldn't leave a hospital if I need treatment. I'm not going to leave a hospital because a sick person did something that sick people do, right? I'm going to stay at the hospital to get the treatment that I need and also hope that person, whoever is sick, get the treatment that they need as well. So um, I wanted to make sure that my heart was correct and that I prayed on it and that I asked God what was the right thing to do. What was the right thing to do as far as leaving the church and doing it the right way? And through my prayer and my consistent conversations with God about this subject, something said, you know what, why don't you start taking inventory of all the things you don't like about the church that you attend. Talk about the monotony. Talk about having the same programs. Talk about how the Usher Board has 17 anniversaries a year. <laughs> I swear to you, our Usher Board has like quarterly anniversaries. I think it's I think it's crazy. But anyway, see, look, I, I wasn't supposed to make that joke. My headphones came out. Hold on. <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to make that joke, y'all. All right, I think we got it. We're good. There we go. There we go. Now we're back good. So um, I started taking inventory, basically, on all the things that I didn't like about the church that I was attending to. My church, my grandfather's church, church that I grew up in. Something interesting happened when I kind of got to my the end of my mental list, right? When When I started thinking about everything. So I had everything written down. Then on the other side, something said, okay, on this side, you have everything that's wrong. On this side, write down everything you tried to do to fix it. And I said, oh, you got me. You got me. I haven't tried to do anything to be a part of the solution. I've only been sitting back and complaining about the problem. And I remember having that conversation with myself. I remember having that conversation with my wife and I remembered that I was going to actively start trying to overcome these hurdles for me. And just because these things were an issue for me, I'm not saying it was an issue for everyone, but I said, you know what, I'm going to start trying to overcome these hurdles for myself. And so what I found out was super interesting. One thing I found out through this process was that some of the things that were on that list I wasn't really willing to do anything about. Like, yeah, that could be better, but I don't really care enough to take action on it. So if I don't care enough to take action on it to fix it, I can't care enough to complain. Right? If I don't care enough to take action on a problem to fix it, then I can't care enough to complain. I learned that lesson in that moment. I also learned that there are some other things that when I thought about fixing them, when I thought about being a part of it, I got really excited about it. One of the things was um, on the list and I saw it. And I'm like, man, I would love if I could do that for my church. Here's the funny thing. 
once I identify those things, those things that I could do, those things that I could help with, not only did I start looking for ways to do those things, but opportunities start coming to me to do those things. So one of the things that I did today was our church had uh, Cupcake Wars. It's the second annual Cupcake Wars. And what's so dope about it is through this process, this is something that my wife decided she wanted to do at the church. Not something that had been done before. A very original idea, something to get the men and the young men of the church and the women and the young women of the church in the kitchen cooking cupcakes together and make it competitive and have a trophy and make it an event worthy of coming to. And last year was the first annual Cupcake Wars where we, you know, this team, you make your three cupcakes, women, and the men make their three cupcakes. And we have judges come in, outside judges that don't belong to our church, come in and taste the, the, the cupcakes, look at the displays, the presentation, the creativity, the text, the, the taste of everything, and give a score. We announce it at the church, and it's so much fun. And even though I'm tired, <laughs> and even though I'm just now starting the podcast, and it is uh, 11 p.m. EST, which means I have approximately eight or nine hours before this podcast should be over, uploaded, and available for you to listen. I'm just now getting started. I'm tired. I just spent the last three hours or so, maybe four, editing the video from Cupcake Wars. But it does give me a lot of fulfillment because when I looked at what I wanted our church to be, a part of it was this. A part of it was having these types of events, capturing them in video, sharing those videos across YouTube and Facebook and other places of the internet so people can see, you know, this is a place, yes, that you're going to come and get the word of God, because that's first and foremost, but also a place where you can come and have fun. Also a place where you can bring your children and your children are accepted and there's not an extra space or another building where we put your children in where you don't know where they are, right? Not knocking anybody who does that, but that's not, you know, this church feels like home. I like going to a church that if I'm, if I'm missing, someone knows about it. If someone is not at church, it's easy to look around and say, oh, where, where's, where's, where's Cheryl? Took me a long time to think of a name of somebody that doesn't actually go to our church. <laughs> I didn't want to say somebody's name and they like, Hey man, I, I was working that Sunday. Cause you know, people, people, people feel away when you ask them where they've been. <laughs> I asked somebody, I won't say who about, you know, coming to church or whatever. And they was like, shoot, just cause I don't come to church. Don't mean I ain't saved. And I was like, Whoa, I just hadn't seen you making sure you're healthy, making sure you're okay. But anyway, I'll get off of that. Uh, but yeah, I've had a really crazy week. Oh, Round of applause for myself. In the words of Snoop Dogg, I want to thank me. <laughs> Since we're talking about gospel, right? we can throw Snoop Dogg into the gospel conversation. He has a great gospel album. Um, I want to thank me. I, uh, in, all, in all actuality, I want to thank my man, Chef Jay, Jeremiah Oliver. He's been trying to get me to come out to this open mic thing, right? And um, they, they, it's at this Level Up Gaming Lounge. Uh, here in Indianapolis, Indiana, they do an open mic thing, and uh, every Thursday they do stand up comedy open mic. 
And he's been trying to get me to come out and do stand-up comedy. Now, here's my thing with comedy. Comedy is a funny thing. And open mics are like a necessary evil. The reason why comedy is a funny thing is because you never know if what you have to say is actually funny or not. It's unlike anything else. I, I tell you guys all the time, I think, I think I've said it here before at least, the best advice I ever got about stand-up comedy came from one of the greatest comedians to ever do it, Sinbad. I sent him a clip of my stand-up. He replied with some feedback. And he said, hey, stand-up is unlike any other art form. Other art forms, you can practice it, you can get real good at it, and then you can present it to people. You can go to the music store right now, pick up a guitar, watch some videos, take some lessons, play songs in your room with headphones on. Nobody will hear it. And then you go to a concert, you jump on stage, you play a guitar, and it's amazing, and everybody loves it. But you can get good at home in your room by yourself. Comedy, you never know if what you have to say is funny until you get on stage and say it, and people laugh. And there are so many variables to that because there are certain things that may resonate with certain people and not with other people based on the crowd that you have, right? And so all these things are always swirling through my mind when it comes to stand-up, and I'm always thinking of ideas. It's not a part of my brain that I can turn off. The stand-up brain is always going. I'm always making funny observations, but never sharing them. And so now someone's coming to me asking me to come share my um my thoughts with a crowd that I've never seen before that I have no idea of. Now, Chef Jay is an amazing chef. He is not a stand-up comedian. So to ask him to read the crowd to say, hey, is this is this the, the black church crowd? Is this the white conservative crowd? Is it a mixture of the two? Is it, you know, what kind of crowd are we talking about here? Is this a pro-Trump crowd? I've had to do that crowd before, right? Is this the mother's board crowd? I don't know what type of crowd I'm going to get. And so that may help curate my thoughts a little bit. And so anyway, I ended up going out on Thursday, wasn't feeling well, barely had a voice, been, uh, you know, sucking down soup and throat lozenges all week. And I got there. I got into the, the spirit of comedy. Um, I didn't have much prepared, but I signed up and I went up on stage. I did about six or seven minutes of stand-up comedy, and it was a blast. I'm not going to front. It was so much fun. I'm so glad that I did it. So I kid, and I joke, and I say I want to thank me, but I really want to thank Chef Jay for inviting me out to uh, Level Up Gaming Lounge. It was really, really dope. I'll be back. I'll be going out um, as many Thursdays as I can, as my schedule allows. Even if I don't go up and do new jokes, I may just go and support a great uh, community of comedians there. Some even invited me to their other events, uh, one of which I'll be hosting this Wednesday. So if you're in Indy, make sure you follow me on Instagram and uh, check out uh, my posts over the next couple of days. I will promote that I'm going to be hosting an open mic uh, in Indianapolis on Wednesday. So I wanted to get that out there, just kind of giving you guys uh, a recap of my week and let you know what's been going on with me. There's so much going on, but not everything that I can share right now because it's it's too early to share. You never know how certain things are going to work out, but a lot of positive things in the work. So moving on, 
I want to talk to you guys about something that I'm sure you guys have all seen. And if you haven't, you're about to see it now. Um, I was considering giving somebody a wow award. Now, for those of you who have been watching the show pretty regularly, you know what a wow award is. It is it. It is when I can't talk. That was very wow worthy of me right there. Um, wow. <laughs> it's a wow award. Wow is an acronym that stands for choosing whackness over wisdom. It's when somebody knows better, but somehow they still don't do better. Now, I was going to give a wow award to the good brother, Brandy's brother, for the love of Ray J. Now, for those of you who haven't seen this viral video, I got to play the clip for you. Ray J was on some show on Complex. Complex has a new show every other week. I'm not hating. I'm appreciating. I actually like that a lot because uh, I'm trying to get to that level. But he's on this show, and Ray J is notorious for being drunk in interviews. Let me say this again. Ray J is notorious for being drunk in interviews. Let me say it this way. There's been several moments in interviews where you could tell he's under the influence. I'm going to give you a few. Nine years ago, The Breakfast Club started. And this is one of the first. This is how I heard of The Breakfast Club, actually. Nine years ago, The Breakfast Club started with DJ MV, Charlemagne, and Angela Yee. And Ray J called in from Vegas, had been up for days, had been under the influences of certain things that we don't know and we don't need to name, but we all know what those things may or may not be. And the man threatened to send booty goons to Fabulous's way. He threatened, you heard me correctly. You don't have to rewind it. You don't have to go to Spotify and hit skip back 15 seconds. You heard it correctly. He threatened to send booty goons to Fabulous. Wow. Now, that was a viral moment for The Breakfast Club. Did amazing numbers. It's the show, the episode that put them on the map, right? It's the first time I remember hearing about The Breakfast Club. I didn't even hear the episode. I just heard people talking about The Breakfast Club and this Ray J booty goons audio that was jumping around on the internet. That's one example. Another example would be on the Joe Button show, actually at Complex, again, when Joe Button was doing uh, Everyday Struggle, which was an amazing show, by the way. So sad that it ended the way that it did, even though the show is still going. It's over. Um, I'm pretty sure Ray J was drunk of that show. Go back and watch it. Let me know in the comments what you think. And now it brings us up to date where he is talking to, with a guy who apparently is named Speedy. I don't know this guy. I got to do more research on him. I'm a fan of him after this. Uh, but this exchange happened, and um, I want to talk to you about whether or not Ray J should get a WOW award. Lift with your products, man. You're slapping the table. They're flying everywhere. You're tossing the glasses. They're unbreakable. Unbreakable? They're Test unbreakable. Break them. Step on them right now. No, you step on them. It's your product. You step on them. Go ahead. Speedy, step on them. I can't be that. You can't. I bet you I can break these. They're unbreakable. Speedy. They're not unbreakable. Hold on. Before we get to the, the part that we all came to see, I just got to say this. Ray J has the voice that you have if you were hungover to the point where the only way to get through it was to start drinking again. <laughs> that, that's the point. Like, he drunk all night 
so much that it was early that he felt the hangover coming. And he said, you know what? There's only one solution. I got to keep drinking. <laughs> That's to listen to the voice that he has. They're unbreakable. Steve. They're not unbreakable. Speedy, don't tell me they're unbreakable. Listen, don't challenge me. Listen, <laughs> don't challenge me, Ray. They're unbreakable. Listen, Speedy, they're unbreakable. They cannot break. It's impossible. I don't care. I, just <laughs> I love how I love how he looked at him, broke the glasses, and just said, "I don't care." <laughs> now listen. This very, on the surface, this seems very wow-worthy. Ray J, why would you encourage someone to break your product, yelling that they're unbreakable, knowing that they're not actually unbreakable? Why would you do that? Why would you set yourself up for this type of failure? That is choosing whackness over wisdom. You knew better. You should have did better. Or... Maybe he knew better and he did do better. See, one of the things that we talk about on this podcast, it just happens to become a reoccurring theme some kind of way, is spectacle marketing or outrage marketing, right? And one of the things that I recognize with media, especially media in today's day and time, I don't know what it was like years ago, back in the day, you know, but in today's media, there's so much content out in the world uh joe button's podcast was the number one podcast on spotify out of five hundred thousands. that's a half a million podcasts in your phone in one app in your phone that doesn't count stitcher that doesn't count google Podcasts. that doesn't count apple that doesn't count anchor that is five hundred thousand podcasts in your pocket from one app so how do you stand out from that well, what I'm noticing as a trend, people are standing out by creating spectacles. What I mean by that is they create such a fuss, something so ridiculous happens that it's a train wreck and we're so intrigued that we have to tune in. We have to watch. Hence, The Breakfast Club nine years ago. I'll go through the list of shows that I love, that I listen to or watch on a weekly basis, and I can point to the spectacle part that pulled me in. The Joe Button Podcast. When Joe was yelling and sweating in a pilled outrage about Drake dissing him and no one believing him, that's, that's when I started watching. I said, you know what? I got to watch that show. I got to see what's going on. I was already a Joe Button fan. I listened to the music. I watched him on Love and Hip Hop, yada, yada, yada. That spectacle moment brought me in. When I think about Joe Rogan, he creates spectacle all the time. The biggest one of, of recent memory is his interview with Elon Musk, right? That, that reached worldwide spectacle. He's had some other ones, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson and uh, what was the other guy that he had on there that was like the the whistleblower or former FBI informant or something like that? Anyway, Joe Rogan does his thing, but he constantly creates spectacle. And so what if Ray J, the owner of Raycon, Raycon Global, this business, which, by the way, in that um, clip that we just heard, he's talking about one of his products. He's talking about a pair of glasses that he has now. Let's think about the glasses. What if Ray J was creating a spectacle around these glasses to bring more attention and awareness to the glasses to increase the sales of the glasses? Huh? 
Maybe he wasn't choosing whackness over wisdom. Maybe he knew better and did do better. Let me report you back to a moment when Ray J was on The Breakfast Club. Ray J was on The Breakfast Club when he first uh, got Raycon Global. He had the earbuds. He had the uh, speakers. And he had the glasses. And if you remember... One of the most viral memes of Charlemagne the God is in Ray J's glasses and he's flipping them down and he's looking over him like a grandmother. Do you remember this moment? That was creating spectacle. That is what I think Ray J was trying to do again. Different show, same glasses. Different show, same type of spectacle. Yes, he was drunk. <laughs> Yes, he was out of his mind. I watched the interview waiting for a drunk burp. Waiting for that. You know, the one that just feels like it came up from the feet. It feels like it started in the feet and went through the ankles and the knees, the deep in the belly and just come up like a puff of black smoke. He was drunk, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't on his game. Who knows? Maybe he was even pretending to be drunk. But Ray J is coming in at a last-minute Twitter moment of the decade submission, <laughs> trying to put his stamp on the end of this decade and going into 2020. So I'm not going to give Ray J a wild award. What I am going to do is say shout-out to Ray J for being the uh, potential marketing genius that he is for showing the world how to create spectacle. i got to figure out how to do that on this podcast. I'm doing it consistently now. I want to make sure that I'm building a solid audience. I want to make sure that I'm building up a, 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 a solid community and all those kind of things, you know, all the right words. But there has to be some spectacle involved. I have to, at some point, uh, you know, create spectacle on this podcast that it will be meme worthy. That's the one thing that I... Um, that I, I think about a lot. What could I do to create spectacle? Not, not to say there's going to be anything outside of my character or anything outside of what you guys would see from me on a consistent basis or what you would expect from me, um, but something that would create enough excitement that not only you guys as like my, my core listeners and my core community could vibe to, but also something that you would virally share with your friends we got to figure that out i can tell you what i'm not breaking nothing anything you see in this frame all all of this this is all paid for by uh this african-american not an express this african-american not a black man d black man me black man so i'm not breaking nothing i don't care what kind of spectacle it ain't enough likes and views and shares and posts in the world that's gonna make me break nothing to mind however there's something else you know that i can almost break you know why like i like i aim at it and i almost hit it uh but not really then maybe maybe we can go there but um anyway um what else do i need to cover before i get off on this podcast a little bit of a shorter pod this week like i said i am just beat uh my my head is pounding uh, just a long, long week, long day, but very fulfilling in my work. Um, oh, 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 I can't get off this podcast without saying this. I want to say rest in peace to all the people that were, uh, involved in the shooting in Miami. For those of you who are not familiar, there was a gentleman, maybe two, who robbed a jewelry store in Miami. They proceeded to, uh, 
shoot a lady uh, inside of the jewelry store. And last I checked, she was okay. I checked last night. Kind of been ripping and running all day today, so I haven't had a chance to brush up on the story. Um, but then they also got away in one vehicle, uh, ditched that vehicle, took over a UPS truck where they took a man hostage there. From what I hear, um, that started a police chase down the highway. There's video of it. I don't recommend you watch the video. If you haven't seen it already, don't go looking for it. It's very disturbing. But there's a video of police officers flanking the UPS truck on both sides, shooting back and forth. So the police are shooting at the suspect, suspect shooting at the police. Innocent bystanders, at least two, were shot. Last I checked, it wasn't determined whether it was from the police's gun or whether it was from the uh, assailant's gun. I always wanted to say that. I don't even know if that's the right word. But um, those two people are dead, so I want to say rest in peace to them and their family. I want to send my condolences. And then also, in addition to that, the there's a part of the video where you can see the hostage and the victim trying to exit the UPS truck. It looks like the UPS guy was first. And for whatever reason, um, that guy was shot multiple times by police. I don't know if they had him confused with the the robber or if they didn't know that that was a hostage or yeah, I don't know what the situation is. I'm sure more details will come out, but just trying to be responsible with my platform. I did not want to let this moment pass without at least saying something uh, out of respect and out of my uh, my my heart and my love goes out to those people. No one ever expects to lose your life that way, right? We all know that we, we got to go. We all know that we got to die. And I don't mean to end this podcast even on a sad note, but we all know at some point it's going to happen for us, right? But you never think it's going to be that way. You never think it's going to be a wild. You're just doing your job, trying to provide for yourself, trying to provide for your family or whoever it is you take care of and your your sphere of the world trying to do the right thing and all of a sudden just like that someone jumps on your truck comes into your job take you hostage and you don't go back home that day it's just a crazy thing to think about and i want to use this time to say rest in peace um you know you definitely have my thoughts I hope that you guys are able to find some type of peace with this, meaning the family that were uh, impacted by this shooting. And I also want to say to everybody else, man, life is just too short and too unpredictable to not go after the things that we want to do. I've been having a lot of conversations this week uh, with different people about some of the things that I want to do here locally. If you follow me on Twitter, you've probably seen some tweets about it. Follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen some things about it talking to my family. I just talked to my brother for the last three and a half hours about some things that we're going to do the end of this year, starting next year, some things that we're trying to get off the ground, new show ideas. Uh, by the way, my website is up, TonyRSanders.com. Definitely go check that out. But life is too short not to go after what you love and what you want to do. That doesn't mean to throw caution into the wind. I'm not encouraging anybody 
<coughs> excuse me, I'm not encouraging anybody to quit their job. I'm still going to be at work on Monday. <laughs> I want to make that crystal clear. Uh, and my voice is getting worse as I go along. So I got to end this soon. I want to make that crystal clear. I'm still going to be at work on Monday, bright and early, ready to do my presentation that I have. But with the time that you're not working, what are you doing with that time? What are you doing with the hours where you are watching sports or watching reality TV or whatever it is you're watching? How can you utilize those times to go after what you really want? What really fulfills you? What really makes you happy? What really gives you energy? Right. I find that in stand up. I find that in doing this podcast. I find that in doing videos. I find that in doing some of the shows that I'm creating for you guys to uh, go on this platform and make this a real uh, channel that you can tune into every day and find new content. That's one of my goals for 2020. I want you guys to be able to go to my YouTube channel every day and find some new exciting content that you're going to enjoy. So what is that for you? What does that look like for you? How can you position yourself to make your work-life balance work in that way, right? I think there's levels to it. I think there's work-life balance where you're doing your work, you know, during the day, and then you balance it with what you love to do in the evenings or nights and weekends. And then there's work-life integration where the work that you do and what you love slowly start to come together. And that's the point where I'm at, right? I do videos and podcasts and stuff like that for my job. That's how I get paid. That's how I pay the lights and the bills around here. But it's still different than doing it on my own. The content is different. The perspective is different. Everything's a little different. But it's not like I'm podcasting here and doing videos here and then going to work and being a completely different person. I'm still doing a lot of similar things. And so, you know, you you, you establish work-life balance Maybe you get good enough at the thing that you love to do. You publish enough. You put enough out there that you can get a job doing that, right? And then you start on work-life integration. And so I just want to leave you guys with that. Thank you so much. Again, I apologize that I don't have my voice. Uh, It's leaving me. The more and more I talk, the more and more my throat is burning and hurting. But I am committed to being here with you guys once a week, every Sunday. I know you're committed to doing the same. I appreciate you guys. Hope you have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.